Yo! <laughs> Came in too hot. Came in too hot. <laughs> what's good? What's good? Welcome to Shit IDK, where I did not know that carrying a Furby into the Pentagon was illegal. Yo! Is it? It is. It is. How'd you find that out? Uh, useless information. Wow. It's here. That's it's not here. useless. Did you say why? Something might do. Why? Because yeah. uh, at one point, they had the recorders in there. In the Furbies. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So wow. whoever made that Furby fucked it up for everybody. Damn. Probably the blinking of the eye. Yo, yo. <laughs> you know hoes is hella creepy too, so. They are creepy. Hella creepy. They are fucking they creepy. Are creepy. Didn't they make a movie about them joints, right? Because uh, you can't feed them after midnight. It was. Is that, that correct? Was the Gremlins. They made it. Same Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Same shit. Same What's good? What's good? You're now tuned in to Shit IDK. I am your host, Lance Moore. We got special guests in the building. We got our new... New host. It was just that sudden. We got a new host in the building. Ricky. Ricky. Hey, Ricky. what's going on, man? You know, you know. Good to be here. Good to be here, man. Yeah, yeah man. Got a lot of information we're going to give to the public, to the people, you know. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of interesting. Uh, so you're going to get a lot of... Don't get a lot of useless information, but a lot of news yeah. you can use too at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of applicable uh, information too. <laughs> and you're gonna get, you're gonna get a lot, lot of new words. Your lexicon is gonna stretch because this dude here be using words. I'll be having to Google real quick. Like, oh shit. Alright, alright. Tell the word that you said earlier. Uh honorific ability honorific ability titty tatabis. And it means in honor of. Yeah. On that note. That's offensive somehow. Years <laughs> <laughs> like to my brain, you know. To my like intelligence level, you know. Yo, how dare you? How dare you? Assume that I know that word, you know. That part. He just threw it on me. He just threw it on me. Yes. And with that note, I would like to introduce my next, my guest host oh, yeah. in the building. We really just all just hosting today, man. Shit. We all just hosting. We're just kicking back, man. It's literally the first episode. Nobody's a guest because we're all kin to the room, friends to the building, man. Y'all already know. We got Louie in the building. Yes, sir. The king of so what. Oh, <laughs> shit, I'm not that. Talk to the people, man. Well, what's up, man? Just happy to be here, man. Oh, man. I'm just happy to be part of this, man. It's a pleasure to have you here, man. It's oh, a yeah. pleasure to have you here, man. We had to pull you in, man. You like uh, you have vast knowledge on a bunch of different things, too, man. Oh, yeah. Just know a little bit about a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. kind of like you got a lot of useless information, too, That's bro. Right, I can man. just throw out there. You it's know? like at literally drop of a dime, because we was literally just talking about a subject. We not even going to say the name, but it was just like... What happened to Shmushy Shmush? And then he came in. Huh, I got the answer. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's like, man. And we it. found out what happened to such and such. Man. That fast. You <laughs> know, yeah. Well, yeah. like, what are the odds, you know? Yeah, like, man. What are the odds? Hey, look, we appreciate guys like that. So we can, hey, it's no more wondering. We know, you know? And you don't got to worry, man. All that, all that can be, you can, you can definitely... You can say names too. It's okay. Oh, okay, cool. Ain't cool. nobody worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not homie, so it's no weird shit. I just, okay, I'll cool, say cool. the same shit I said to you. Period. Nice, yeah. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we found out what happened to Aaron Carter. Okay. What happened to the original Beebs? Wow. Damn, hey. Well, that's that would be appreciated, you know. Yeah. Like, that's credit where credit is due, in my it opinion. It is, man. Oh yeah, you gotta absolutely. salute the OGs. When absolutely, you got to, got to. You got to. absolutely. We got yeah. to. Asher Roth had to have to, you know, he had to bow down to Eric Carter. Facts. Yeah, it's he facts. gave it. Facts. He gave the format to them. Mm-hmm. He came. He came facts. through, and Eric Carter was a shit, man. I ain't gonna lie, that man, man was a hey, shit. Man. He was on CW, WB, <laughs> Disney, right. Nickelodeon. Had toys. Had toys. <laughs> backpacks. Yeah. Man, that every yeah. goddamn thing. Hell yeah. The next thing you know, just. Yeah. 
It's a hell of a business, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I can. Yeah, oh, okay. So <laughs> this is the question. This is the question I wanted to ask before we started. I wanted to ask. Um, uh, let me see if I can remember. Because uh, I know you got the insight to uh, about when. Oh, when artists say, "Is should it? Is it plausible?" When you hear artists say they rather have the fortune and not the fame, or when they make comments like, "I give this fame up for this and that," like basically, mm-hmm. like Kanye, Kanye mentioned when he was talking about his mental health and what he was going through with mm-hmm. Kim and all that, he was like, "Fuck the fame," you know what I'm saying? I keep my fortune, but I can care less about the fame. Do you think they really authentic when they say that? Um, I think you know. I think anybody in this business. It was in this business, you know, because I like to make a, a a clear difference between who is practicing to be in this business and who's in this business. You know, what I mean, it's a really small world, man. Like entertainment is a small world, but it's right. really surprising how uh, everybody seems to be within one to two degrees of separation. You know, that's true across the board, and and so I think you hear a lot of people who have achieved those heights. Uh, you know they're human right so it's the same way that maybe I wake up today and I feel like this is my lane this is my my uh, purpose and I'm crushing it I wake up tomorrow and I might be like man, I'm sick of this shit you know what I mean and, and I think people are genuine you know I think it's a real actual you know fame is a tox is a drug yeah. it's a drug right oh yeah so, we see it every day on social media you know some of us use drugs sustainably mm-hmm. you know I like to think I'm a sustainable weed smoker that's what that shit <laughs> sun up to sundown I ain't missed a day in probably eight nine years yeah. and I feel alright right. I feel alright <laughs> you know what I mean but at yeah. the same time you know some people that's not sustainable right yeah. and and the same thing with fame so I think you know and I think a lot that of people kind of pimp mm-hmm. that though right yeah. you know like people say ah I mean how many you know what's so weird to me is like y'all think about how it's become a new marketing strategy for artists to fake retire. Yeah, yeah. Like what is, what is it? I mean, we saw it with we saw with Jay Z. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are you retiring for? Like, <laughs> nobody who's like that crazy, like with that following. You were talking about earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. cult following follow has to play those games, no. right? And so no, no, no. I think there is a fake aspect of it too, but I think it's a valid. Uh, something to watch out for I think for sure I personally think they do that when they run out of like content in yeah. that moment you yeah cause Doja Cat is talking about retiring right now nobody too. gives a fuck she ain't even been out that long <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. She hey. played the fuck out of us, man. Hey, it's weird though because she also has this call following. She thing do. She has a whole, big ass following. It's crazy. Like festival type of thing where people dress up as cows. Right. Like, so it's like at the end of the day, she can kind of do that. Yeah. It's kind of mind blowing, but it's just she played the yeah. fuck out of us, man. She yeah. Was, yeah. So it, it got to the point to where like her. Her following is becoming so big mm-hmm. and tantamount to the point where I had to like, hold on, man, I, let me go listen to her let music. Let me actually go through this and see what it is. Yeah, you know, which I did, I did the same thing. I'm not gonna lie. So I, I saw it. I looked, went through it. Hey, hey, I'm not. Some hey, if that's what people are rocking with, they're rocking with it, and I'm yeah. not gonna take away from that music because a lot, a lot of different tastes mm-hmm. and opinions, you know. Right. So right. I see that she has a deeper thing going on than maybe just what you think on the surface. Yeah. It's just you know, it's hard to find unique. Hip hop yeah. these days, it and is. Whether it's a female, male, or trap or not, it's just hard. It you is know, to find authentic new music it that is. you haven't heard before. You know, yeah. I, that's how I feel. Like, cause uh, Hollow Wayne said it. He's uh, he. They asked him what years ago. They asked him 
uh, who do you listen to? He said he listens to nobody. Mm-hmm. He only listens to himself, mm-hmm. and that keep uh, the uh, authenticity of his sound, yeah. and he don't have to grab nobody else's sound by yeah. listening to other artists. Nowadays, it's not that because you got social media, mm-hmm. so you always gonna be tapped into somebody else's sound. Yeah. That's why we always hearing, "Hey, he sound like such and such. Hey, he kind of such and such such and such." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody just sounds so fused. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the yeah. originality is kind of like fading away. Really, that's man. A, that's that's one hundred percent. I think that, but I think that happens every time that you hit a like a renaissance in music, right? Yeah. When it's about to make a shift mm-hmm. and you see a lot of stuff like remember uh, before there was this period in hip hop I always talk about um, and I I've, I wonder if people remember it the same way but the way I look at it was like this so up until the early like like early 2000s hip hop hit kind of a point where everybody was saying hip hop was going to die yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that stuff yeah, and I so what you had was you had these what a lot of people consider filler artists right mm-hmm. and you had these uh you had the snap music, yeah. right? You had the uh, the jerk stuff, and this was even pre that actually, but yeah. the snap, you know, and all that kind of stuff going on. It, it was, was you turn about eight oh eights coming into the course, picture. right? And, yeah. and and you kind of felt like I don't know where this is going mm-hmm. from here. Yeah. But then Lil Wayne dropped Got Money, mm-hmm. and he brought hip hop back with yeah. one record. It wasn't a milli that did that did massive influence, but Got Money. Yeah. Was the record that got money? Yeah, and you well, know it. With that, you know what I'm saying? It kind of it kind of helped birth the birth the style because T Pain T Pain came in 100%. at that moment too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That was yeah. a moment in time where we was getting something different. We was getting auto tune. We was 100%. getting auto tune, and we was getting more catchier hooks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it was yeah. it was the spitters had to sit down at that point. Yeah, you know what pretty saying? much. Pretty it was much, like yeah. if you you can spit all day, you know what I'm saying? Because that was I was that around was the standard before. Yeah, yeah, it was it was either you had to be enough to be a battle rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you was just making it just bubblegum drop movie. But what they did was they kind of... We knew T-Pain could speak. Of course. You know what I'm saying? We knew T-Pain was a rapper, you know what I'm saying, turned singer. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Or... And we knew that it came with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He he, he carried the smoke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, well too. He yeah, 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 yeah. And he was and he was with Wayne. So he Wayne had that. already kind of paved the way, but that Absolutely. that birthed that auto tune kind of he already had it, but it kind of put mm-hmm. him on a on another on a, level on a pedestal yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a as a trailblazer, mm-hmm. you know. Which and he right. definitely is a trailblazer. Oh, definitely, man. Shout, out T-Pain, man. Yeah. Shout, Shout out to T Pain, absolutely. Shout out to T Pain. He doing some amazing stuff. Shout out to T Pain. Yeah, yeah. but definitely, you know what I'm saying. He helped mold the generation mm-hmm. that it is today 100%. because now everybody's out of tune. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's it's a standard. It's industry standard. It is. So you know, I mean, if to say anything less, it's just simply not true. And if you're melodining, it's just a much more uh, in-depth auto-tune, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, nowadays, you, you gotta auto-tune, man. It's just part of the sound. It's mm-hmm. not even about can you sing it on pitch. Mm-hmm. It's about we want to hear the sound with auto-tune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Shit, yeah. even I, I wasn't, I was, I was trying to see what my voice sounded like on auto-tune <laughs> yeah. at one point. Hey, <laughs> I was watching, uh, <laughs> I was watching uh, Lil Dicky show Dave and on one, ep- on one of the episodes, he was in, uh, in the studio with, uh, I think she was like a random chick and he had the studio on with the vocalizer uh, on, and he was just talking. They were just <laughs> regularly talking, and it shit sounded like a hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So, Louis, tell me something. You know, what I'm saying like you've been in the industry for a while. You yeah. know, and I said this too because when we started this show, I didn't want to make it like 
where artists can come and just talk about themselves. I, yeah. I did not want to make that show. Yeah. But you've you've been in the industry of music so long that you know the ins and outs, you know what I'm saying, at this point. Like, tell me something that's not really just spoken on in the industry, you know what I'm saying, that you know, you know, that can, you know, probably help benefit somebody coming into the industry. Yeah, I mean... I think the thing with the industry is it's kind of mysterious, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's this kind of big uh, entity, right, that exists among us and affects our everyday lives and, and all sorts of things and what we watch and what we what we listen to when we're driving and going to sleep. But nobody really could tell you, like, this is how it works. And and I, a lot in part because most people, including myself don't know exactly how it works we know how to work in it mm. you know and so it's like taking that chaos and and making that chaos workable for you yeah. but still having kind of a confusion when it comes to like how like how what is because every time you see something in this business new it's like what you know <laughs> so for me i think a big thing and i think an important thing is the more people that you do get on on a, any platform which is why I like the you know shit IDK you mm -hmm. know because most people don't know anything about the actual functionality of music business like, at all period at all you know yeah. they, they you know and I got in the business the business you know I did music for a long time before I would say I got in the business mm -hmm. you know and in the business I got in as a songwriter so that's something I would I would say that I think is important is that you know having an artist background uh, finding commercial success as a songwriter and then mm -hmm. leveraging that to come up for the things I want to do as an artist or you know my management stuff or whatever I'm doing was a big uh, was a big play for me because a lot of times as a right as an artist you know when I was first an artist it kind of goes back to what you were saying about bars and uh, you, got, you got to be spitter you yeah, want to rap yeah, yeah. That's well when I got to the to Hollywood and people were starting to say like okay so you know at the time I'd released a record it's been like 2012 with like Problem and it was right after like Why came out and it was just the the record of the East Coast you know yeah. or the West Coast sorry uh, but it was the one you know so we dropped the record and you know I'm getting all these people coming up to me like who, okay so who, who are we having write your next single and I'm like the fuck nobody the fuck <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah. disrespectful you know yeah. like now I was probably 21 something like that mm -hmm. 22 and fast forward five years I came to learn there's a reason for that like if you want to make music that a lot of people are going to like you should probably put more than one person's influence on it songwriting is a constructive form of helping make commercially successful songs I had an ego I didn't see it that way luckily I got the chance to relearn that but the best thing that ever happened to me was saying I want to be successful in this business and then acknowledging what was going to let me in there even if it wasn't the way that I thought it should go A, B, C, D mm -hmm. like you find what's working for you and you you do that and that is going to put you where you want to be you know and so for me that's the thing is being flexible with something because with artists and music it's a lifelong dream most of the time and it's so serious to them and it's their whole life so, so to get them to even deviate from their plan it's crazy, right? But this is the Wild West. Like, yeah. ain't no plan for this, you know? Like, ain't no algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's, 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 that's true in fact right there, man. Sure. It's being flexible, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not 
definitely, definitely. Sure. And what you uh, to piggyback on what you're saying is that was kind of a bit of a paradox when you said uh, not knowing how the music industry works and going into it, the confusion. It's crazy because that also makes a great artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you, they can even they can take that into like, uh, they can get stressed out. Mm-hmm. Boom, you got to hit some. Take it with anger. Boom, hit some depression. Yeah. Boom, hit some. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really you know it's like people. It's those cliches that you hear so many times. You, you forget they're special for a reason. Like uh, it's the journey that counts, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's the most tragic part I think about music when I when I look at artists from the outside or if I'm you know managing somebody and I'm noticing that something is there's a disconnect with you know them getting traction but they don't seem so motivated and I'm like bro like you only get to not be famous once (laughs) you realize that right so this is a special time you know like because the second you cross that threshold I don't care where you're from who you with what you did you are no longer that right anymore a lot of rappers have a hard time stomaching that pill, but I'm sorry. That's not you no more. You are this now, yep. you know, and, and that journey is the most, the the coolest part of music, man, is the, is when you even are getting a little traction and you get your first show that you didn't pay to be on. You should never pay to be on a show. That's more music game. Don't pay to be on a show. <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, yeah. Don't they pay want, for features, bro. That part. Like, what? Like, want your talent. That's another you. thing. But, you know, Journey is, is the incredible part, man. That That's where you are really, you know, typically you're doing music. You're around a team, right, of people that you probably trust, mm-hmm. hopefully, and got your back, hopefully. 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 Yeah. And in a perfect world, yeah. I mean, that, that was everything, right? I yeah. want to do what I love with the people I love, and that's it. And you lose that along the way as it gets, it turns into a job. You start to lose that feeling. It's that's what Jay Z said. Results, mm-hmm. and it's not so much about the music. You know, that's that's a that's something you're gonna have to find your own way back to when that happens. I know I can relate to that. It's trying to get back to music yeah. and appreciate it for for what that is instead of just a number. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah. No, dope, dope. Man, what is some good information that you learned this week, man? Oh man. Uh... I got so much, man. <laughs> Cause I read a lot, man. Like really, I read a lot. But uh, I read this one thing the other the other night. Um, shout out to uh, BF Skinner. You know, if y'all are unaware of who that is, that's the father of psychotherapy. You know, uh, behavioral therapy. Uh, so, you know, putting two and two together. This is uh, based on uh, mental health. So he put in one of the segments of his book, and this is like this might sound crazy, you know, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is quite of a paradox. He was talking about, you know, since today he wrote this maybe 30, 40 years ago, but you know, today, uh, right now, we always talking about mental health because it's serious, you know. Uh, most people don't understand what's going on in their mind, you know. They, you can't fathom what some people are going through mentally, you know what I'm saying. Even they can't even understand why they're going through stuff mentally, you know what I'm saying. That's why mental health is so important. And um, But he put in his book that grief and tragedy is therapeutic for the human. Mm. Does it sound crazy? Grief and tragedy is therapeutic for the human? Therapeutic for the human. Mm. Sound crazy, right? It do, but it don't. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, like, it's kind of like you would not 
you wouldn't know to appreciate the sunlight, the sunshine, if you didn't have to go through the rain. Right. You know, so it's kind of like that. Like you, I, I would just, I would just put it in that, in that, in that, in that vein, because like you gotta, if you didn't go through it, sometimes like you wouldn't know how to kind of pull somebody else through. Sometimes you gotta. That's true. Sometimes you got so picture like a forest in front of you. You know what I'm saying? If you're not like sometimes, sometimes you, you're put in a position where you got to go through and, you know what I'm saying, trailblaze and knock the weeds out. You know what I'm saying? Go through your struggle so it clear path for the next person. So you'll be able to tell them, hey, it's a snake up there, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's a shit. Don't go, left, a, don't go right. Don't go that way, bro. Yeah. It's a fucking pit right there with sharp, uh, mm-hmm. sharp stakes in the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, right there. I even left a sign for you, bro. Like, yeah. you know, to pull that person behind you. Yeah. So, I do believe that, you know. It is some things you have to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. He spoke about um, the reason being they came up with this um, this idea in psychotherapy is for the fact that a lot of humans, majority of us, we are passive-aggressive. Mm. And we'll just build shit, let it build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. And we have no avenue for release. And that right there causes a lot of depression. It causes mental breakdowns, you know what I'm saying? And he says that with grief and tragedy, that gives that that conduit for you to release it, to get Mm -hmm. off your chest. Like, it don't even have to be nothing like a severe tragedy. It can be like you just wrecked your car. Oh, my God. God damn and blah 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 so now all that pent up anger yeah. and all the stuff you've been feel, feeling for the past week you're releasing that so by the end of the day you settled everything all that pent up anger, anger is gone and it's been released and now you can reset you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. until the next time and then you just keep building you'll you know keep releasing 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 once you get to build it good enough and that's why he said grief and tragedy is good therapy for the human you know so that's what I learned. It was crazy to me because I'm like, you know what I'm saying? When you think of grief and tragedy, you think of like, I'm yeah. sad, sorrow. Yeah. Oh my God, life is over. Yeah. But if you don't have no way to release those feelings, you can't be able to function mentally correctly yeah. as a human. So, understood. Well, it's psychotherapy, right? So, you know, because I was going to wait until you said, you know, what was his reason? Like, mm. what in what way is it therapeutic? And so I, you know, you can't, it's hard to be, talk about psychotherapy without ending in a question mark mm. it's very hard to end in a period because people are not that simple we're complex no, 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 and no. so it's you like, read the book because no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few paragraphs before that he literally put you cannot put the 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 human psyche in a box right you can't predict so it. you know i i like to learn i assume yeah. that i'm dumb and yeah. i like to learn as yeah. much as i can i forget and then I got to learn other shit. But yeah, yeah. I must have watched something in the last couple of weeks because I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's like I hear that and I'm thinking, okay, okay. Come look closer. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, okay. I'm thinking that could make sense. I'm thinking more resilience is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when you get through grief mm-hmm. or tragedy, it doesn't mean it just goes away no, no, but no, when no. you walk through it mm-hmm. the resilience that the feeling you get of, of accomplishing that is extremely therapeutic right yeah. like oh, yeah. knowing that you I mean and it kind of goes back to what Lance saying if you don't go through it 
how can you do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and how can you show somebody else how to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, because grief, grief can kill you too. It yeah. definitely can kill you. Grief can be extremely untherapeutic. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, <laughs> it's, and it, it just it triggers. You know what I'm saying? Because some people hold their stress in different places. True. You know, like you hold your stress in your stomach. You know, yeah. and it cause ulcers. It can cause. Uh, bleeding from it, yeah. it causes all right. kind of stress on your yes. body. Right. So, and it, you have people that carry it just everywhere, like 100%. in your head, migraines, like 100%. all of that shit triggers in the, in the body. You yeah, because yeah. yeah. all this stuff. It, it, even though they say in neuropsychology, your brain and your mind is two is two di- two different things. Yeah. They're separated, but at the same time. Like they also say, is mind over matter? Where the mind go, the body follows. Right. So mm-hmm. okay. your mind is closely connected to your nervous system. So oh, yeah. if yeah. if something is bothering you, your body gonna start malfunctioning. Mm. And like Lance said, if if it stay weighing in on your brain, yeah, you might you can cause a paralysis, man. That might sound extreme, but yeah. you, can. You, can. you can, you can, you can yeah. a stroke yeah. for a example. Stroke. Well, that's that's real aneurysms, Absolutely. all kind of shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, they can happen. So you always should you always should have some type of avenue to release or conduit to release yeah. some that's pent up because yeah it can really affect you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think us as men we hold our shit in anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, mean, I think you know so, socially right is the yeah. thing, but I mm-hmm. think I think we're hitting the renaissance with that too, man. You yeah, because now it is changing. Some cats out there is like tired of you know I'm. We're all kind of around the same age, more or less, right? Mm-hmm. You know, 31, 31, 32, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever. So, you know, you get to a certain point, and I, and I think you get to a place where you're kind of like, I know it doesn't work. Yeah. What doesn't work is like what you're saying, like mm-hmm. holding shit in and, and just letting it kind of rot in your brain. What does work is expressing that mm-hmm. shit, you know? So I think it's like learning from that, too. As you kind of grow and you realize that those things, like you said, really do affect your body, man. Oh, like, yeah. Like, in a crazy way. Like, you'll be sick. You'll be, like he said, having ulcers and all types of stuff, bro. It's real. And I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen guys where they're telling me these symptoms. And I'm no doctor at all, man. So I definitely would, would preface anything I say with, but maybe go ask a doctor if it's that crazy. You know what right, I mean? Right, but, right, right, right. You know, right. They, I'd be like, bro, that sounds like stress to me. And, no, I couldn't be stressed. Go to the doctor. What's wrong with me? Stress. Stress. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> stress. You know? yeah, it's real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah. 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 Nah, it's definitely a real thing, man. We yeah. just gotta. It's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like how they tell it, like how you tell a kid, like growing up, like a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You start to like point out, you know, hey, where's your nose? You right, know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right, right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We just have to learn how to kind of address where mm-hmm. the the pain is coming from. You know, we just gotta. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's more it's. I mean, I don't want to sound you know cliche male, but you know what I'm saying. But it's it's kind of harder for us men, not because basically because of, you know it's a cultural thing, and it's kind of ubiquitous because every male across yeah. the world is taught the same thing. Like you a man, you are you are destined to protect, mm-hmm. provide. You know what I'm saying. So all that emoting every day, all day, you're showing a sign of weakness. And it's always the opposition out there. And they will use that to their advantage. So you can't, can't do that. Because in war, if, if your opposer can see your weakness, they will strike. And there go your nation. So we are always taught to hold in your feelings, hold in your emotions, 
stay hard body and blah 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 and try to find a way uh, a channel to uh you know or uh, trying to find a way to channel your stress anger so we go what play basketball mm-hmm. we fish you know what i'm saying smoke weed yeah yeah so instead of just going to another human and dumping our emotional woes on them yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah so what do y'all think about hater syndrome hater syndrome yeah Elaborate. Hey, yeah, elaborate. That's, elaborate. That's, that's a new term to me. That's when you say that. When you say that, I think.